This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, October 3rd, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. The Nevada Supreme Court has ruled that so-called education savings accounts are constitutional at the state level, but the funding mechanism for those accounts is not. Jason Bedrick, a policy analyst at the Cato Institute Center for Educational Freedom, explains what the state legislature can do to fix the program. Um, So, yes, the Nevada education savings accounts, if you're only looking at headlines, you might think, well, it was thrown out and that's it. No more education savings accounts in Nevada. So what's the reality? Right. Well, the reality is sort of like the Obamacare decision in 2012 uh, when our colleague Ilya Shapiro said that uh, we won on every argument except for the actual case. Uh, so on on substantive grounds, uh, on the on the merits of the challenge, on every question, uh, the defenders of the program won, uh, but the program nevertheless was struck down on a technicality uh, regarding the funding. Uh, so if the, if the Nevada legislature meets uh, within the next few weeks and they actually will to consider uh, building a, a new football stadium, uh, then they can, uh, in the special session, they could actually fix this technical funding issue and the program was uh, 100% constitutional. So how did it function before and how would it need to function in order to pass muster? Yeah, I mean, it gets a little complicated. It, the question was essentially this, the way that the, there, there's a strange provision in the Nevada constitution that says that the uh, the public schools have to be funded before any other appropriation can be made. And they passed this bill before that. And so the the question is whether it was – if it's an appropriation, uh, then it's null and void. And if it's not an appropriation, uh, then – you know, and, it, and it's tied to the, the public schools, uh, then it would violate a, a different part of that uh, constitutional provision. Uh, so it was a sort of a catch-22 and uh, it was thrown out. But if, if it's funded from the general funds as opposed to the dedicated district school funding – Uh, then it's going to be constitutional. All right. So what would the legislature need to do specifically? Just declare that the money comes from here, not there? Essentially, and there's a number of different ways that they can do that. I know that they're already uh, meeting right now and they're in talks to decide uh, how to proceed. Uh, But the the important thing in terms of implications uh, for other states is that this is the second court in a row to address the issue of education savings accounts. And both of them have found that ESAs are constitutional under provisions of the state constitution in Nevada that are very, very similar to provisions in state constitutions uh, around the country, including a particular in Florida, which has uh, a challenge right now of its scholarship tax credit program, which is essentially being challenged under the the two same provisions. Uh, One provision says that the state has a duty to create a uniform system of district schools. And uh, the other is that Uh, what's known as the Blaine Amendment, which is a historically anti-Catholic amendment that says that money, public funds cannot be used at um, sectarian or religious schools. Uh, But the the Nevada Supreme Court, uh, which which followed actually the precedent of a number of other states and the U.S. Supreme Court uh, on the second question ruled that uh, this is actually not a problem because the 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 state is not directly funding religious institutions. The state has a legitimate secular purpose 
for which is to fund education for every child, and the only involvement with a religious school is uh, is indirect and it's incidental to the decisions of parents. So they give money to the parents and say. Go buy your children an education. Uh, you are relieving us of the constitutional duty of educating your child at a district school. For that, we are going to give you a portion of the funds that we would have spent on your child, and you can go purchase an education with that. If they want to go to a secular school, that's fine. If they want to go to a religious school, that's fine. If they want to use the funds, uh, you know, unlike vouchers, uh, education savings accounts can be used for tutors, tax credits, homeschool curricula. Uh, sorry, not tax credits, tutors, uh, textbooks, homeschool curricula, online courses, and can even be rolled over and saved from year to year to use for college. Uh, so this is, uh, according to the state Supreme Court of Nevada, completely constitutional. How popular are ESAs? Uh, that's a good question. I, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of data on that because the the last two polls uh, from Education Next and from uh, PDK did not ask a question about education savings accounts. They asked about vouchers and about tax credits. Um, we know that uh, t scholarship tax credits are very popular. Uh, and in the states uh, where they have uh, uh, education savings accounts, they are quite popular, uh, especially among those who use it. Uh, there was a survey that I conducted of parents in Arizona a few years ago using their ESA and there was a 100% rate of satisfaction with the program. Uh, now, you know, a skeptic might say, well, you're giving them something for free, and so of course they're gonna be satisfied, but they can also send their children to the district school for free, and yet fewer than half said that they were satisfied with the services that they had previously been receiving at the district school. There are two prongs here of uh, challenge uh, to the Nevada ESA program. What's the second? Yeah, the second is what the, the uniformity clause challenge that I mentioned. And, and you see this uh, challenge going forward in, in Florida right now as well. Uh, and again, it's the idea that the state has a constitutional obligation to fund a uniform system of schools. And so opponents of school choice argue that this term uniform really means exclusive, that they have to fund uh, this system of district schools and only the system of district schools. But uh, the court rejected this out of hand. They said that uh, what this means is that the system of schools that they must fund must be uniform uh, in that they have to be free to parents. They have to be open a certain number of days a year. They have to use the state curriculum, etc. cetera. Uh, but it does not mean that the state may only fund this system. Uh, so state Supreme Courts are not bound by the decisions of other state Supreme Courts when they interpret their own state constitutions, but when there are similar constitutional provisions, uh, state Supreme Courts do look to other state courts to see how they interpreted those provisions. Uh, that's what happened here. Uh, the, the state of Nevada looked to some other states uh, that had similar provisions when and uh, ruled accordingly. And we expect that the, the state Supreme Court in uh, Florida and Georgia are going to look at this decision and several other decisions uh, recently that have actually upheld the use of education savings accounts and scholarship tax credits. Jason Bedrick is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute Center for Educational Freedom. Subscribe to and rate this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.